You know what that sound means? It's another episode of Game for a Movie, where we ask, are you game for a movie? Tell me, Andre. There's no special features on that goddamn DVD, all right? Oh, wow. For Hansel and Gretel? Gretel? Hansel and Gretel. You have the DVD of Hansel and Gretel. She basically has sex with it, somehow. Foreplay. Yes. She's she's chair foreplay. I mean, they knocked out the park, which is why it's my number three. Oh! Oh. (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't be in it, because this movie doesn't have women. But, you know, that's why I was making right. It has one? You would have three lines of dialogue. So I'm actually going to get, like, I actually get, like, I earn my, my my four sentences of dialogue rather than like here on a paycheck. You just stood there on the screen. You're a sexy lamp. Because they really hate each other, so we get to enjoy some wonderful comedic scenes of them hating each other so much that they get into physical altercations that include her biting detective ex detective Phillips's dick. Okay. But we don't okay. I, I know all of those words were English, but the way you <laughs> constructed yeah, them, I'm lost. Right. Not, I'm not following the racism <laughs> very well. For those who haven't rated us or uh, liked or given us a review, don't say that we haven't given you anything of value after listening to this podcast. You now know the difference between an R-rated dick and an NC-17 X-rated dick. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to Game for a Movie, where we ask, are you game for a movie? We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Scary ghost, creepy serial killers, all things that go bump in the night. Enjoy the view from the open shutters. <laughs>
So, I mean, that's like, that's a lot of little, little, that's a lot of organisms needing their fluid, okay? Yeah. I only got me and the cat. Maybe, if, the, maybe the animals are going to And if my partner decides to stay in. So if my partner doesn't decide to stay in, it is just me and the cat, okay? That's it. So we're going to do quite fine. You don't think he's fluid. really going to come here in the middle of a hurricane? I don't know, he might. But then again, he might not, depending on the He track. might punch you up there. Well, no, based on the track, he might not know what to do and just leave me here. So, who knows? Oh. We'll see what happens. Oh, you'll get even with him in horoscopes. <laughs> I get even with everybody, including myself in the horoscopes. We'll get, everybody gets it. Well, anyway, I am going to come to the grocery store with you to pick up some things. But I am a... Uh, I mean, we all got to give water. If Y'all gets, don't have enough water in case something happens. If it gets too bad, I, I got a brand new car to drive away in. Yeah. And the point is, this thing is moving fairly fast, so they're going to have a really clear picture as of tomorrow, but you don't want to wait to go to the store tomorrow. Well, I got to go to work tomorrow. Because anyway. you got to go to work, and by the time you would have any time, it would be a shit show at the grocery store tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, and people who don't live in this part of the country... Um, People up up north, this is our version of those winter storms you guys get. Yeah. People in the Midwest, the, yeah, the Midwest, this is our version of those tornadoes you get. Yeah. People on the West Coast, this is our version of those mudslides and and wildfires and earthquakes that yeah. y'all get. So put it in perspective. No matter where you live, you got you fucked. There's always some kind of, there's always some crap to deal with. Mother Nature is always finding a way to shit on 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 humans at some point. Yeah. So, anywho, uh, on a more serious note, you got obits for us. Oh yes, I do. We have moved our what you watch it to the podcast, so I don't know how to act. Okay, we're gonna start with uh, first one. Wait, is... you don't know how to act. I, I thought you learned, I thought you were an actor. I mean, I just don't know what to do. I'm, I'm Are you beside off. yourself? You beside yourself? I'm thrown off. Okay, I'm gonna take this out. I am thrown. I am thrown off by not having what we watch on TV on this podcast. Well, now. you are gonna get used to it. It's just gonna take all right. Time. Our first one is a, 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 a lady named Marilyn Eastman. Now, horror film stars know this lady. She's only got like one one really really notable credit um she's uh was in the movie night of the living dead she is a woman the mother whose child becomes a zombie and murders her with a trowel you remember that part (laughs) her husband was that real asshole guy that it's implied that he's a big at the ball headed guy and uh her son announced that she, you know, she, she's, uh, she's known for her. She was an actress and a producer in *Night of the Living Dead*. She was one of the producers in *Night of the Living Dead*. She died Sunday at the age of 87. Her, her son announced it to Facebook uh, during her Eastman's career. During Eastman's career, she was vice president of the Industrial Film Hardman's Associates Inc. And her work there got the attention of Night of Living Dead filmmaker George A. Romero, who asked her to become part of his production company, Image 10, that was behind the 1968 zombie cult hit Night of the Living Dead. Did you see Night of the Living Dead? It's been a while. I think 
think we might eventually have to cover that though for the for the movie oh, podcast. Oh yes. Yes. I remember the thing about her I, it was her for some reason her death disturbed me more than any of them. Because uh she uh she was caring for her sick child and her husband who liked her husband? She, he he was a real jerk. But the child dies and becomes a zombie. And mm. she catches him eating her father, who had just got shot to death. Yep. And the little girl grabs a trowel. They're in, they're in a shed of some kind or a basement with the gardening supplies. And she grabs a trowel, and the mother falls back, and she stabs her to death with a trowel. And she didn't even do anything to defend herself. And it's like... And I remember telling my mom, because we saw this at the drive-in, I said, I don't care if it's my child or not. I would have knocked her down. She goes, oh, no, you can't do that to your child. That had to be one of the most iconic movies to see at a, at, at a uh, drive-in. Oh, yeah. this is. I saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the drive-in, yeah. too. So, anyway, um, let's see if, what else, if she's done anything else. Um, Yeah, so, yeah, that's pretty much basically her uh, Beyond Night of the Living Dead. Her acting credits include the Perry Mason episode, the 1995 comedy and the 1996 horror film Santa Claus. And she's survived by her sons John, Michael, five grandchildren, eight great-grandchildren. Grand so, rest in peace, Marilyn Eastman. All right, next one we're going to do is uh let's see who is it. let's do tom t hall oh, yes, a country Mar- music storyteller harbor valley pta um what he says i don't like to talk down to children tom t hall told this told a writer a decade ago he didn't condescend to me either oh, okay he um but this is wait this really and truly is a not a good article here. <laughs> let's get another one on him. Well, well let's do this one. I'll, I'll go back to it. Uh, Don Everly, half of the Quincento harmonic duo, the Everly Brothers, died at 84. He was one of rock and roll's pioneering groups, the Everly Brothers. Uh, he's known for singing close harmonies with his brother. He was 84 years old with hits like All I Have to Do is Dream, Wake Up Little Susie, Bye Bye Love, Kathy's Clown. And the Everly Brothers were a sensation in the late 50s and early 60s, as rock and roll became a cultural phenomenon. And his country-influenced vocals, sung alongside his younger brother Phil, stretched the possibilities of harmonies in rock and roll. Uh, following decades and a string of hits together, tensions between the Epley Brothers resulted in an infamous on-stage blow-up on July 14, 1973, when Phil smashed a guitar and left Don to finish the show by himself. Yes, uh, Phil died in 2014, and they were inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame yeah. in 1986. So rest in peace. Don Everly. So, 
So let's see what we have here. Whoa. Keeping up with the musical, you got I'm one more. The mu- I got, well, I got, I'm, I'm going back to the musical where we were. And I'm looking for, here it is, okay. That's Tom T. Hall. He was age 85, Franklin, Tennessee. He passed away on August 20th, 2021, and he was nicknamed the Storyteller. He's known for the song Harper Valley PTA and I Love, which reached number 12. You know, all some of his other hits include A Week in Connolly Jail, Old Dogs, Children, and Watermelon Wine. I Love, I remember that one. I Love. Country Is... The year Clayton died, didn't Clayton Delaney died? I like beer. <laughs> I remember that one too. Faster horses. That song's from me crazy, and that's how I got to Memphis. Uh, Harbor Valley PTA was a mega hit, which also spanned a movie starring Barbara Eden and the television show starring Barbara. Eden. Yes, indeed. Yes. And that's that song is sung at so many bar karaoke's now and drag can, shows too. and drag shows. Yes. So that that is one like, yeah, like song that just lives on through so much of culture. Oh yeah, it's part it's part of pop culture from the you know, for, for the last fifty something years. It's become actually part of Americana almost. I remember yeah. when it, when it first came out. <laughs> I remember I was a kid, and our next door neighbor. You remember the one I told you about that had the little girl that used to throw the water on it? Oh shit! And she accidentally threw it. Miss Joyce was her name. And Miss Joyce drove this Camaro convertible. She must have taken every penny she had because she used to say she couldn't afford afford air condition. But she had a a Camaro convertible and she used to like to go around without her air condition on walking around in her bikini. But she had long, long long blonde hair. She was very, very, very sexy. Kind of in this country... She was, you know, she was kind of a country woman. She had a little, a little southern accent and everything. And she was very, very sexy in, in, in like a country music, like a Dolly Parton kind of way. Only she used to wear a bikini. You never see Dolly Parton in a bikini. But anyway, uh, uh, that song, my mom used to say that song reminded of us, her, 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 reminded her of her. <laughs> Because she used to always wear these mini skirts. I remember Miss Rogan, the principal, oh, no. thought that Mrs. Whitaker was a disgrace with those mini skirts, and actually called her into the office to tell her to stop wearing mini skirts. And she more or less told her, "Fuck you! I'm wearing what I want." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so her daughter used to say, "The day my mama socked it to Ray Abrams' school principal." <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, um, rest in peace, Tom T. Hall. Yes. So who we have, who we have next? We have one other musician, do Charlie, musician. Do, we have Charlie, Charlie Watts. Huge, yeah, really big one, yeah. This is a, yeah, this is a pretty big one. This is Rolling Stone's bedrock drummer. He died at 80. He's uh, he's strong, unflashy drumming, powered to Rolling Stones for over 50 years. He died uh, Tuesday in London at, at the age of 80. His death was in a hospital. They, they mentioned it in this article. And it was announced by his publicist, Brian, uh, Bernard Dautry. Uh, no other details were immediately provided. Um, so there's no cause of death or anything. And uh, he I mean, was... he's uh, getting up there, though. Yeah. That, yeah. Well, some rock drummers chased after volume and bombast. 
Watts defines his playing with uh, subtle swing and solid groove. As much as Mick's voice and Keith's guitar, Jolly Warren's snare is the sound of the Rolling Stones. And Bruce Springsteen wrote an introduction to the 1991 edition of drummer Max Weinberg's book, The Big Beat. When Mick sings, it's only rock and roll, but I like it. Charlie's in the back showing you why. So rest in peace, Charlie Watts. All right, now the next one is going to be known by a lot of our um, a lot of our listeners will know know this this guy, nope. uh, especially people, especially older gay people. <laughs> I think older people in general, and older people and yeah. soap opera stars. Uh, his name is Michael Nader. He's actually was the uh, the nephew of the '50s actor George Nader, and uh, he played. He's well. He's famous for. Uh, he well. He first of all, he died at the age of seventy-six on Monday, on this past Monday. And what he's famous for is um, the uh, on Dynasty. You see, you two young Dynasty, men, all my children. Dynasty and all my children. But and, and Dynasty is the one he's. I think he's more known for because he's one of Alexis. Yeah. Joan Collins, Alexis's husbands. Actually, on All My Children, he's one of uh, Erica's cousins. So he likes, always tends to be married to these divas on soap operas. <laughs> <laughs> it was a typecasting. <laughs> Uh, he's, he, he started out in 1978. His first soap job was on As the World Turns as Kevin Thompson. And then he really rose to prominence in 1983 when he joined the cast of Dynasty as the love interest of Alexis Carrigan, played by Joan Collins. And uh, Collins paid tribute to her on-screen husband Thursday, posted a photo of the pair on Instagram. The Dynasty star, she said... The Dynasty Dynasty star said she was very sorry to hear of Nada's death. Ed, I loved working with him, and his character was a a wonderful mixture of tough and tender. And Colin said that her character was crazy to keep rejecting him because she I remember she treated him kind of crappy. And then he also later on went on to play uh, Dimitri uh, Marek. And who had an on-again, off-again romantic pairing with Susan Lucci's character, Erica Kane, on the ABC daytime series, All My Children, from 1991 to 2001. And then he reprised the role in 2013, when the show went off the air. Um, his wife said that she'd been thrilled to, he, he, had, he, he had been so thrilled to reconnect his friend, friends from the cast of Dynasty during Emma Sands' virtual event to to raise funds for long COVID research. And uh, she ended up describing him as a beautiful and fascinating man with many talents and skills. I will miss him forever. He also, other credits included The Flash, Law and Order Special, Special Victims Unit, Beach Blanket Bingo, and Great Escape, <laughs> The Untold Story, Lucky Chances. Okay, rest in peace, Michael Nader. All right, uh... Is it that time? Oh, you know what time it is. It's horoscope time. It's horoscope time. It's horoscope time. <coughs> oh, yes, Phil Lopez, the horoscope time. Yay! 
Wow. <laughs> I really let you do the whole song. Okay. Anyway. I, got, I haven't written it yet. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm scared. You're scared. Well, you really should be scared of the horoscopes this week. Because we're sending you all to hell. We're sending you all specifically, I guess, to Hell's Kitchen. And we're not talking about Gordon Ramsay's Hell's Kitchen. We're talking about the actual kitchen in hell itself. So when you say go to hell, you really mean it. Oh, we're sending you deep in there. <laughs> we're sending you to the belly of the beast where the flames are, are, are high and and everybody is cooking. Are there pork bellies in that because, beast? Yes, because the <laughs> devil has requested all of you bitches on his dinner plate. Oh, my goodness. So, for this week, we're going to let every sign know how are they being heated up before being served. Oh... I don't want to be heated Because the devil likes his meat specifically certain ways. <laughs> oh, good lord. So let's start out with Aries. Y'all are going to be sautéed. Put a little olive oil, you know, and just kick those flames up. <laughs> oh, did you drop something? Yeah, I got it. I have oh, flying just, pins. We got everything flying. Up. Flames are flying. Pins are flying. Everything's flying. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. The devil is going to enjoy some sautéed Aries. What you like sautéed? Sautéed Aries? I like... Well, vegetables are good sautéed. Yeah, shrimp, good sautéed. Shrimp. Um, uh, what else? Uh, what about chicken? You know, like stir-fry yeah, or something yeah, like that? Yeah, you know? So I guess that's what Aries... Vegetables are really good sautéed. You know, like... Because they, they keep their crispness, yet they don't... Yeah. They don't get all mushy and everything. So I guess what... You think he might put some, like... Put some bell peppers. Bell and peppers and eggplant and... Um, and and sauté all that with the Aries meat. You know, some uh, zucchini. Yeah, that'll work. You may... I'm going to go to the... Might be buying some vegetables when we go to the grocery store. to be colorful, store. yeah. <laughs> you just got to find you an Aries, you know. Yeah. yeah. Are you the devil? I don't know. <laughs> Actually, I do know who the devil is, but we're not going to talk about that. You know, I was asked, I, that's another thing I asked on Facebook on Eight Day No More. I couldn't remember the name of that restaurant. You remember the other night? I couldn't remember the name of that restaurant on Dauphine in the in the Bywater. It's La Paniche. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember that, yeah. that. I couldn't think of that name. But I, I remember you talking about, you must have been talking about But Curtis they used to have a great... They were good. They had a really good. Uh, it was like sautéed. Um, Everything was good. It, the vegetables were. Um, I forget exactly how they were cooked, but it was zucchini and bell peppers and stuff. And I'm not one for vegetables, but I used to order that a lot. All this stuff was, was good. Really good. All this stuff was good. Yeah, I actually went in one time just specifically on like a birthday. It was like I think I went in to just eat desserts. Oh, their desserts were their, their desserts, desserts were, were yeah. so good. But their vegetable, even their healthy stuff was Everything good. Their was salads good. were good. Everything was good. Yeah. So moving right along, talking about things being cooked. Taurus, y'all are gonna be nicely steamed like some hot buns. <laughs> oh, they're in their asses steamed. How their buns steamed? So is that? I can't even say it's pork buns because it's probably. Taurus is a bull, so what is it? Some beef buns? Beef buns. Some brisket buns? Brisket buns. Hamburger. Some steamed hamburger buns. Hamburger buns. Some steamed hamburger <laughs> buns. Yeah, there we go. Steamed hamburger buns, you know? Ew. Is it Kobe beef? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> we'll ask the devil. 
Well, the devil wants his Gemini's nicely broiled. Nicely broiled. Kind of like you do the garlic bread. I just wonder if the devil forgets it and then and lets you it do just steaks, go real crispy. Too. You broil steaks. You broil. But do you think the devil you bro- forgets them? Broil steaks. Bro- no, broiled. This is broiled. Not broiled bro- steaks. <laughs> broiled. <laughs> you broil steaks, too. I mean, that's one of the best ways to make it is under the, it, it, usually under the oven when you have a gas oven. And you go but up. do you think he's being careful and watching it, or is he just letting them burn? Oh, he's probably letting them burn. I don't know, unless he likes it rare. And he's letting it go kind of ashy, you know? Yeah, but he might like it rare, so he might take it off. While they still have some They're going to be ashes and dust. While they yeah. still have some scream in them. He does like a little bit of scream, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, talking about screaming, cancer. Oh, no. Would he's it... about to pull out the pot and boil y'all asses. Gonna have some bull crabs. Oh Lord, we have a New England boiled dinner. It's gonna yeah. make it spicy, huh? Yeah. <laughs> hey, we had some, we had some I really bull... wish they would change the what name. What was that new? Pl- what was that new place? What was the name of that new place we tried some takeout today from? And we had we had this boiled crab potato salad. It was actually pretty. Yeah, good. it was pretty good. It was like done with the, uh, the, the crab boiled potato salad. You know how they was it they... called Crawfish King or something? Uh, crab King. Oh, no, a new place. Was, oh, no, I think it was called. It had a crawfish on it. Crawfish King. We had the they had the crab. It's crawfish King is it gone? I think. It was anyway, crawfish. it's a it's good. a new place. Just opened up not far from here, and um, we had I had uh, brisket with that potato salad made with the bowl because when when they boil seafood here in good old Cajun town, they boil potatoes with it, and sometimes they boil sausage with it, and sometimes they boil mushrooms with it. Big cloves of garlic, and all that stuff flavors the the, the crab boil. But I, sometimes I just like eating that stuff, the, the potatoes and the sausage and stuff. Well, and that's why I said this potato salad was made interesting. It had like larger kind of like cut on the potato, and I yeah. think it might have been made from those actual potatoes. I think that's the potatoes. The crab boil potatoes. It had a little spice to it when you know it was a little a spicy undertaste. Oh yeah, it, like it, it creeps up on you and it stays. It stays. Well, that's why they give you that slice of bread for a palate cleanser. Well, luckily I had I had a shrimp po' boy, so we were able to. So you got the people getting hungry now. They probably. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. I'm getting hungry, but for some reason I feel like eating a salad. <laughs> well, we got to finish this podcast. Though. Yeah, we'll finish podcasting. Uh, Moving right along, the devil's gonna take all you Leos and he's gonna sear you because he wants to you know. Just you know, get just nicely seared. Get a little heat on well, one side, like a little heat on the steak. other side, and fairly rare in the middle. Yeah, that's like the rare steak. He yeah. wants some rare lines. So I guess the one being boiled is going to be burnt to crisp, and this one's going to be rare. Yeah, like he likes his Leos because I guess he wants to hear that that roar really turn. So Curtis is going to be ra- is going to be seared. Seared, yeah. So what's happening, Virgo? Oh. <laughs> I'm laughing. I can't You're even... always mean to them, Virgos. Actually, I don't know if this is actually good or bad. Depends on how you look at it. Virgos are going to be spit roasted. I actually know some uh, Virgos that wouldn't mind being spit roasted. Had the devil of... on one end and a, and a, and a did, head demon on the other. Did one of them recently just start a new relationship somewhere? Huh? That wants to be spit roasted. <laughs> Giving head to the devil. <laughs> or is it taking the taking the devil up the rear? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Lord have mercy! All Virgos I know, I Lord have mercy. I know some Virgos you wouldn't even want to be in every year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
that, that, that burger was, that, and, that's one of our listeners. So. Hey. I was going to say we took a dark turn, but we took a really dirty turn there, okay? <laughs> and with them Virgos, you can get really dirty, okay? Well, so Let's, did the Leos, too. <laughs> well, I guess it's giving those Leos that extra flavor for this year. The Virgos is probably a bit much, though, the flavor yeah, they're providing. So. Anyhow, talking about flavor, let's move on to Libra. 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 Like Lee's bra. What? <laughs> Did you mess with Lee's bra? Leave Lee's bra alone. Considering my mom's name was Lena and she was a Libra and yeah. her nickname was Lee. Yeah. Libra. <laughs> you wore her bras? I, no. I hope not. Uh, I couldn't get nothing in there. I mean, she wasn't busty busty, but she was she was female. I mean, she didn't have, she had something. I never really looked at my mom's boobs, so. Good. <laughs> okay, let's get to what the thing is getting weird. Okay, Libra is going to be, just like oysters, going to be nicely char-grilled. Oh, char-grilled oysters are so good. I know. That and we is... never get them when we go to the Crab King place. We got to get them one day. I always forget to get the char grill. Yeah. Because that's the only other. I, I will not. So does, um, I'll be honest. I don't eat raw oysters. It's either char grilled or it's going to be fried. That's the only ways I eat the oysters. Well, I always get them fried. Or I'll do them. I'll do them in the gumbo when they cooked them. I've never had them. My the grandmother used to make them in the gumbo. I liked it. My mom used to make an oyster soup. Like an oyster stew kind of thing. Oh, that sounds good. It was, a, it was, it was like a creamy kind of gravy. Kind of. Mm. Really we're making ourselves hungry over here. This yeah. is yeah. You're talking about food here. I mean, I mean, we're trying to. Well, we are trying to provide the devil, demonic, the devil with his dinner. We're going from demonic to delicious. Well, I mean, it's demonic and delicious. <laughs> Demonically delicious. Demonically delicious. Yeah, it's like Lucky Charms, only demonically <laughs> instead of magically. Eight essential okay. vitamins and minerals. And yes. all those mushrooms. <laughs> Probably some. Magic. All those marshmallows. Yep. At least he's going to get his B vitamins with this list. Huh? What's that? What's next? Scorpio, my own goddamn oh, sign. Oh, what you doing to yourself? I said screw all y'all and myself. We all going up in the bitches. Deep fryer. The devil wants us deep fried. Oh, like a fried chicken. Kind of like street food. No, you know, they have actually the deep fried scorpions. You, you get it like, like the Chinese. China, you, you, you'd be like Colonel Sanders deep fried. Yeah. So yeah, it's gonna be scorpion on the stick. But isn't isn't Colonel Sanders pressure cooked? How do they fry that in the pressure cooker? Who knows? It's really good. I know that much. Sixteen herbs and spices and giblets. Eleven herbs and spices. Eleven? I thought it was sixteen. Why are we doing a commercial for KFC without getting paid for it? I know. We get, all, get the hell off today. <laughs> get the hell off today. Yeah. Although it is good. <laughs> yes, it is. Well, just remember, Popeye's chicken is the shiz knit. <laughs> oh, the shiz knit. You remember that from Little Nicky? <laughs> you remember that with the demons? I didn't that? see Little Nicky. Oh, oh, my God, you don't remember? And they had the Popeye's chicken. Oh, God. Isn't that with, um, with Adam uh, Sandler. Yeah, I never saw it. Talking about serving up uh, meat to the devil. Oh, I got to see that. Talking about now, 
I kind of see what it's on. Talk about serving shit up to the devil. Sagittarius, he requested that y'all asses were braised because he wants to make sure y'all are nicely take a long time so that meat is nice and tender and comes off the bone. Because oh. he knows if y'all aren't cooked properly, it's going to taste like shit. Oh. And who this is? Sagittarius. Oh, you're doing that to your, to your husband. That bitch being huh? slow cooked. You're going to slow cook that man? For the devil, yeah. Oh. Slow cook for the devil. Okay. Uh, the crock pot. Yeah. Like However, on pot. the other hand... Capricorn, which is your partner, what you gonna do? The devil time? only asked for him to be toasted. Oh, just in a toast and hit pop just, right just up. Just pop right up. Um, Put him in. Grab him. Come up in a couple. Yeah. Of nice and toasted. Of course, you know it is what it is. Toasted marshmallows, toasted pop tart, whatever. I guess your partner. That's like a toasted pop tart, isn't it? Yeah, he's well. Tart parts, right? <laughs> Tart. <laughs> you didn't get that in person. <laughs> oh, they're going to kill us. This yes, is great. they are. If we don't have them killed first by the devil. <laughs> Anyhow, moving along. Aquarius. Aquarius. I think the devil's actually being kind of kind to the Aquariuses. He only wants them poached. It's kind of like a, like a little water bath. Oh, but that's how you, uh, yeah. But I mean, in hell. I mean, relatively in hell, getting poached is like just like sitting in a well, hot if he tub. Adds hollandaise sauce. It'll be a Benedict. Aquarius Benedict. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if there's any Aquariuses out there listening that's named Benedict. <laughs> yeah, I never know, honey. <laughs> but have they been a dick? Yeah, well, if you 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 have to go through life with the name Benedict and see if you're not a dick, uh, you know. <laughs> well, we want. Well, never mind. I'm gonna leave that alone. Okay. Right, moving along to Pisces, the devil only found one solution to have y'all eaten. He figured y'all were already sauced enough. Y'all already had enough liquor dousing y'all asses. So he decided he wanted to have. Pisces Foster and have you flambéed. A flambé with bananas? Well, maybe they're bananas. And brandy? Maybe the Pisces bananas. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? I definitely have to put I gotta rate this a big old E this time. <laughs> Get nasty. <laughs> Every now and then we go all nasty Lord. I can't, I can't, yeah, the Pisces, and you just, I mean, honestly, I mean, it probably, I don't even know if he needs a lighter. I mean, he probably is as drunk as they are. The second I don't they, know if I could keep The second they even hit hell, I would think they'd internally combust into a flame. I don't know if I could continue to be on this show. This show is too dirty. <laughs> oh, and, and where do you work? And where do you work? I know where I work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, it's just one yes, step. Yes, I from... work among the vibrators and the dildos, and there's porn rooms in the back. We know? are sex positive on this show, okay? Uh, it's a filthy show. <laughs> hence, hence why we support all those people out there on OnlyFans trying to keep their their porn careers yeah, alive. Yeah, what's, what's up with that? I thought OnlyFans was supposed to beef up porn. 
I thought that's what it was. That's what I always thought. That was the whole thing. And they and they acted like they, oh they had I think they finally changed their tune, but it's a little late. Well, who's gonna go to OnlyFans to watch people? Who's gonna pay every month to watch people cooking eggs Benedict? Unless you're cooking it naked. <laughs> <laughs> Doing some sloshy shit, putting hollandaise down the Puswachi train. I, I mean, knew, I don't. I knew this old man, this old gay man, and he used to come into one of the bars where Fred worked, and he had, he was a retired railroad worker. He was a big fat guy, real, 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 real big, and he had trouble getting around. He had to walk with a cane, and he was probably younger than I am right now. But he used to always pick up on these hustlers, and you know the ones we talked about before. You know, and all kind of the washed up ones that didn't really have much of a, you know, their shelf life is kind of, you know, the ones I'm talking about, are the ones you see, you would see in the double play in the roundup. <laughs> and he used to make them cook naked. They could stay at his house as long as he wants. He couldn't do anything because he, he, he had ED, really bad ED. And I, think, oh, wow. I don't think Viagra was quite approved yet. Yeah, it might have been. But anyway, all he wanted to do was watch him cook naked. Well, there you and go. And that's why I used to say, I don't want no dick around my food. <laughs> I said that in an earlier Some podcast. people do. Some people want that special sauce. I mean, well. Can you imagine if you could piss one of them off and you're not looking, he could piss on your fish and tell you it's lemon juice? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Oh, yeah, we all get with that. Deal. With that said, <laughs> with that said, I would normally say I hope you've enjoyed the horoscopes, but I hope the devil has enjoyed his dinner. All righty, we're going to, uh, um, we're taking the short break, and we'll be right back. <laughs> fuck me harder. Fuck me harder, daddy. Fuck me like the I am. Put it daddy. I don't even care. I don't care who sees me. Them can't fuck with me. They can't see a like yours. Fuck me, daddy. Fuck me, dad. Oh, hello. I'm Derek, and I'm the host of Ratchet Book Club. We read hood classics and good classics, and that means anything from Old Thought Next Door to The Phantom Tollbooth. We read a few chapters every episode, and then we discuss what we thought of each chapter before we get to the next one. It's pretty enlightening. Sometimes you find out things you never knew, like did you know that somebody's... Ratchet Book Club. We're available on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, and anywhere else you really could think of good fucking podcast should be at. It's time to feel the rage. Join us on Film Rage where we talk movies, current releases, coming attractions, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey, hey. And Murray. Yo. Why is it that you always talk all the time? I can't understand I why this, this, is, this is the Merman, the voice of reason. These two can't agree on anything most of the time. Some movies are Mondo, some are just Every week, something is going to make us rage. Join us every Wednesday and feel the rage. Vampires, ghosts, crazed killers, werewolves. Open Shutters goes to the movies. Barry Marino and Philip Landry will discuss some of the most horrifying films Hollywood has to offer. 
open shutters goes to the movies is available on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Google, and anywhere podcasts can be heard. Enjoy the view from the silver screen, but don't make it your final credit. We are back. We have to have some messages from all of our friends and ourselves. We have a big old, you heard the trailer for our new podcast, Open Shows Goes to the Movies. Yes, we have to, we're shameless self-promoters. We're shameless self-promoters. We're going to keep self-promoting. Listen to our latest episode on Race and the Devil. It's a who that's a campy bad movie. Okay. Alrighty, so uh, what are we talking about tonight? Tonight we are talking about if if anyone actually since the beginning of summer when it came out saw the um, Conjuring Devil Made Me Do It movie or if they saw the Devil Made Me Do It um, documentary on Discovery Plus they absolutely know what we're going to be talking about tonight which is the case of Arnie Johnson which was an exorcism gone wrong. Oh yeah badly wrong. And we get to, this is one of our first times we get to look at Ed and Lorraine Warren as well. Yes, because they as were very paranormal prominent investigators. Yes. In, this, in this case. And um, so this happened in the, in the early 80s, in 1981, am I correct? Yes. And... Uh, I think, wait, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, it was actually going over several. Although, tell me, yeah. Yeah, November twenty fourth, nineteen eighty one was when the trial started. Yes. So um, I'm trying to find out background on Arnie Johnson himself when he was born. Well, anyway, because they don't have it in this article here. Okay. I'll get it for you. If it's not so good. Arnie Johnson and his girlfriend. Debbie Glatzel, right? They, they uh, yeah. provided first-hand accounts for the version of effects. It was uh, on Discovery Channel's A Haunting episode where demons dwell. I and saw he's the on one, the documentary. He's on the documentary. I saw the one called yeah. The Devil The Devil Made Me Do It, that documentary. On Discovery Plus, yeah. Okay. Now, um, on, uh, on November 24th, 1981... He was convicted of first-degree manslaughter for the killing of his landlord, Alan Bono. If it's any re- relation to Sonny. Um, Arnie, uh, Cheyenne Johnson, and Debbie Glazelle, uh, they provided this. They, they initially thought their son, their son, uh, her son uh, Glazelle's son, David, was, uh, was using the old man as an excuse to avoid cleaning because he, the, the son David used to say that the old man this and the old man that and this old man was telling him to do this, and they thought he was using it to get out of his chores, but he's still getting weirder and weirder and crazier and crazier, and uh, and then he still it started occurring in daytime as well as at night. So, uh, 12 days after the original incident, the family summoned the self-proclaimed self-proclaimed demonologist Ed and Lorraine Warren to assist. And Lorraine allegedly witnessed a black mist materialize next to David in the apparent indication of a malevolent, malevolent presence. 
Uh, Debbie and her mother told the Warrens they had seen David being beaten, choked by invisible hands and red marks appeared on his neck. Okay, so he was 19 at the time of his arrest. And so he was born actually in the year 1962. I'm trying to find the exact birthday, but I'm having trouble finding it. I apologize, people. But at least we have the year. He was 19 years old, 1962. So David keeps on doing all these things. They keep on, uh, they become convinced he's possessed. And Arnie does something really stupid. Really stupid. Real stupid. He, you know, they move in this house. The kid starts acting weird. He starts seeing an old man. And Arnie tells the demon, he does the same thing that Father Karras did in the Exodus, come in to me instead. So on February 16th, 1981, um, Arnie called in six his job at, his, at the, the right tree store. The right tree, the right tree service. Okay, he works for tree service. I guess yeah. he was a tree trimmer. And he joined Debbie at the kennel where she worked. Along with Sister Wanda and Debbie's nine-year-old nine cousin, Mary Bono. Mary. Not Mary Bono. Mary. It's, it's written on the ears, Mary Bono. Okay, Bono, the couple's landlord and Debbie's employer at the kennel, brought the group to lunch. He took them to lunch, and they, they started drinking. And after lunch, they returned to the kennel, all drunk. And uh, Debbie took the girls to get pizza. After they went to lunch, they went to get pizza. Hmm. And insisted they return quickly, anticipate trouble. So when they returned, Bono, intoxicated at this point, became agitated. Everyone left the room at Debbie's urging, except for Bono, who seized Barry and refused to let go. Uh, Johnson headed back to the apartment and ordered Bono to release Mary. When Wanda recounted the following events to the police, Mary ran for the car as Debbie attempted to mitigate the situation by standing between the two men. Now, uh, Wanda tried in vain to pull Johnson away. Johnson, growling like an animal, then drew a five-inch pocket knife and stabbed Bono repeatedly. And I remember the other movie that was made of this. I remember this. Um, And Bono died several days later. According to Johnson's lawyer, Bono had suffered four or five tremendous wounds, Mm. mostly to his chest, and one that stretched from his stomach to the base of his heart. And Johnson was discovered two miles from the killing and was held at the Bridgeport Correctional Center. And it was the first unlawful killing in the history of Brookfield, Connecticut. The first murder. I remember a movie version of this, not The Conjuring. This was one that was with Kevin Bacon. And they, they got drunk and everything. And the guy was drunk and he was singing Waltzing Matilda because he was supposed to be from uh, Australia. You know, they covered it up. And they had, um, um, I remember Lorraine Warren, the character that was based on Lorraine Warren, was played by Beverly McKenzie, who was a famous soap opera star at the time. So anyway, um, the day after the killing, Lorraine Warren informed the Brookfield police that Johnson was possessed when the crime was committed. And there was a media blitz soon surrounded the story, fueled in part by the Warrens, whose agents promi- promised lectures, a book, and even a movie deal. This article is not sympathetic to the Warrens at all. So Johnson's lawyer, Martin Manella, uh, received calls from all over the world about what was being called the demon murder trial. 
and uh, Manila traveled to Europe, traveled to England to meet with lawyers who had been involved in two similar cases, though neither went to trial. And he planned to fly an exorcism specialist from Europe and threatened to subpoena the priest who oversaw David Glazel's exorcism if they did not cooperate with the defense. So the trial took place at Connecticut Superior Court in Danbury beginning October 28, 1981. Manella attempted to submit a plea of not guilty by virtue of possession, but the presiding judge, Robert Callahan, rejected it. Most judges would, probably. Uh, Callahan argued that no such defense could ever exist in the court of law due to lack of evidence that it would be irreverent and unscientific to allow the testimony. Right. And the defense chose to imply that Johnson acted in self-defense. But because of this, the jury was not legally allowed to consider the demonic possession as a viable explanation. And the jury deliberated over 15 hours for three days before convicting Johnson on November 24, 1981, of first-degree manslaughter. And he was sentenced to 10 to 20 years in prison, but he only served five. Now, um... That was a, this was a movie I was telling you about the, um, the the demon murder case on NBC, and um, it was originally supposed to be a theatrical film, but it wound up becoming a TV film due to internal conflicts. And um, in nineteen eighty three, Gerald Brittle, with the assistance of Lorraine Warren, published a book about the incident entitled "The Devil in Connecticut." And Lorraine Warren has stated the profits from the book were shared with the family. Um, so, and uh, it's also inspired the uh, 2021 film, um, The Conjuring the Devil Made Me Do It. And John, uh, John uh, Arnie Johnson and, and um, what's her name? Uh, what's her first name? <laughs> Debbie Glazelle are still married and they have two children. So, all right, what, what's what's happening with this, according to you? Okay, first things first. We have a big discussion, but I want to mention something, and we're going to diverge a little bit, because if you've seen the movie, if anyone's seen the movie, and also if you've maybe seen the documentary, uh, there was only real one other significant case before the Orny Johnson case that highlighted the same situation. And um, Lorraine... Uh, Warren, if you remember in the movie, the character does mention this name, and she also, I think, does talk mm-hmm. about it. Is the case of Michael Taylor, which is also known, which happened in Osset, West Yorkshire, England. Yes. In the Osset murder case, okay, and this was this was a British case, and this actually occurred in 1974. Yeah. So we're talking about this is less than a decade before. So this is a very I wouldn't say exactly contemporary, but it's close enough to compare what was going but on. It's like seven years before. Yeah, and they did, and they she, they did mention it. So basically, Michael Taylor um, was basically talking about the exorcism. He worked as a butcher, and he started acting very strange. He was claimed to have a. a carnal relationship with this woman named Marie Robinson outside of his marriage. Uh-huh. His wife's name was Christine. And he got, you oh, know... Oh, I do remember this case. And they'd given him whatever absolution, things went on. And then 
And then, but they still felt that they wanted to cast out the demons. The local, you know, vicar and the other kind of ministers and stuff. This is the guy that tore his wife's head apart, right? Well, we'll get to the, yeah, yeah. we're going to get to the murder. So, but I want to explain how this relates to the idea yeah. of this case. So, they perform, you know, the exorcism, whatever rites. I mean, these were, Ang- and we're talking about Anglican. So, this is an, uh, well, there's an Anglican priest, there's a Methodist. Though, so, so, we're talking about a little bit more uh, Protestant. This is not as much Catholic exorcism as much as a Protestant um, exorcism. And, it, like I said, it went all night. And they got out, they think about, like, 40 demons. So, kind of... Kind of a similar situation, if you remember the documentary they said about uh, yeah. with with Arnie Johnson, where there was like about forty something demons and Satan himself. Yeah. So we're dealing with about the same situation here, and you know they got most of them out, uh, except they believed when they left his home, or when they let him go home after when they let him go home. I'm sorry, apologies. They believed that they still had three demons left inside of him. And they believed, this is what they believed. We're talking about the clergy, okay, that were performing yeah. this. They believed that the three demons that were left inside were primarily demons associated with sins of insanity, murder, and violence. Okay. Things. That's what they thought they left, were still left inside of him when they had finished the exorcism. Yeah. They claimed they got everything else out. Yeah. So. I know that was like the three. That's like the three most important. You think you should have got out? You think you should at least got the one out for murder? <laughs> yeah, really. You really gonna leave that demon in once you took all the friends out? You still yeah. leaving that one there? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, if y'all thought y'all were doing a good exorcism, so then we get to the murder, and so when he went back home, Taylor actually he ended up brutally murdering, uh, murdering Christina. And the way he did it, he actually used his bare hands. Yeah. He actually tore her eyes out, her tongue out, even tore a good bit of her face off. And then, oh. he, and then, and then, even worse, he then, after he kills her, he actually goes and actually kills their the family pet, the poodle. So it was worse for him to kill the poodle and to kill his wife? No, it's just like, it was just like... It just shows like he was on a rage. No, yeah. the wife was horrible, but he was on a rage, and he just this 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 killing rage. They just killed the poodle too, and he was found by the policeman actually naked in the street, mm. blood all over him. Ah, and guess how what he was acquitted. Yeah, for on insanity. what grounds of insanity. insanity? So, and now this may not be an American case, but this was the only precedent. To the Arnie Johnson case. That's why we're we're looking. And there's probably more information y'all can go find out on that. I just wanted to give a little uh, synopsis on that so that y'all would understand how that would relate to the Arnie Johnson case. And apparently, um, so yeah, he went into psychiatric treatment a lot like Arnie Johnson as well. Oh, so yeah. So, this leaves questions. Definitely they went insane. We yeah. definitely know there is. Well, it almost seems like Arnie Johnson was defending the cousin because wasn't the 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 landlord grabbing her and trying and, and holding right. her. So we do know there is a psychiatric break in the Arnie Johnson case and the Michael Taylor case. There is a psychiatric break there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The question is where. 
even though we know demonic possession couldn't be used in a courtroom, what is our belief or what do we think actually about demonic possession's role in these cases? And specifically, uh, while we're looking at Arnie Johnson, but also maybe even in the Michael Taylor case, you can mention... Well, I don't know, but I remember when I saw that demon murder case, that guy was singing Waltz and Matilda, he deserved to be murdered. Anybody sings Waltz and Matilda, but deserves to be murdered. (laughs) don't you want to kill every other person who's singing that every time you hear that song I'm not exactly sure on the full details of what with the Mike I mean and and I apologize if I didn't did enough research on the Michael Taylor I mean I had some research but not enough to know what was going on there but what I will say about the Arnie Johnson Is it possible? Yes. And I'll tell you why. Because I'll tell you what he did. He really invited that spirit in. Yeah, when he... when he when, Because there's no doubt that that kid was possessed. And if anybody works in, like, psychic fields, supernatural fields, whatever, you got to be have, like, ground rules when you invite something in. You don't just say, oh, hey, I'll take you on. I'll let you in. You don't do that. Like, you can ask the best psychics that channel stuff. They know they set rules on shit. Yeah. And, and parameters and all this. And that's where Arnie Johnson, as a person who's not a professional, not trained in that, not skilled in that, made made a really fatal flaw, not just for himself, but for the person that he ended up killing. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I agree with that. It's just... Um... It almost seems as though, you know, he was trying to save that girl because the guy was, was, he was getting ready to rape her or something, was he? He was drunk and he was getting out of line with her, basically. Yeah. I, I mean, guess you don't kill level, anybody I mean, for I that. I do feel like saved, which, which was, I mean, I, I look at this there, but it does, there, once again, remember, he was covered. He, as well, has a break of time. He forgets what's going on. He's found, like, two miles away. He's covered in blood and he doesn't know what had happened. Yeah. And that's so very similar. On the documentary, I saw him. He was on there himself. And now he's like, what, about 60, 59, something like that. And he didn't seem like he'd be anybody that would do any kind of murder or anything. And he even said, he said the man was his friend. That had been good to him. And who knows what... But he shouldn't have been singing Waltz and Matilda. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> wow. Well, wow. I guess when you're drunk, you'll This ain't it. a movie. This is, well, this is a movie, but there's also this was real life. This is someone who died. This is a different movie. They I don't even know if the die. real man was actually singing Waltz yeah, and Matilda. Yeah, he didn't deserve to and die. The man in that... Not that the Conjuring movie, but that first movie, that man was singing Waltz um, and Matilda. But yeah, I mean, the, unlike all the other cases we've done this month, this is the one that sits there. And I've watched like the documentary. I've seen the other, like as well. And I, it, at one level, you offered your free will up, and, and this is where I believe it's possible for a demon or entity. Once you give, you offer your free will you are allowing them to enter in and use your body to do whatever they want. So you're allowing them to take precedent over your soul. See, up to that point, his soul was what guided his vessel. Yeah. I don't know what about... Uh, I, I never realized that people... That there were some people, like 
this is the Wikipedia article, so whoever wrote it seems to have it in for Ed and Lorraine. Yeah. Now the other, and I'm not going to really get into that because I, I, that point is, is I actually think Ed and Lorraine they have to make a career out of whatever. But I do actually think they, I do think they're somewhat skilled in their in their yeah. work. Does it have a slight religious tinge to it? Yeah, that's their beliefs. But do I think they're skilled and able to handle stuff? I think they're actually well versed in things. Yeah, that's because and then as people, you know. They get so hung up on their religion and their superstitions and everything like that that it just anything that diverts from what they think is the right thing, they'll they they. they... So this is what watching everything. This is what got me, especially in the documentary, "The Devil Made Me Do It" on Discovery Live. This is what got me though. The one question I understood the part with Arnie Johnson, but one of the things I was trying to understand was is the old man who was supposedly the demon house. He seemed to have given them a way out, but it's almost as if he must have been lying because I don't see where the boy actually offered himself. I was trying to figure out that part. Did you ever get the just and figure out what happened there? No. Okay. Now I understood this is this is this is what I this is what no, I that, this is important what we're getting at here because I was trying to figure out we understand how the demon got into Arnie Johnson yeah what I'm trying to understand is how the demon was within the boy at first yeah. now I do know demons go after children but the demon seemed to have offered a deal that if they left the house which they supposedly did they were fine yeah and they did that. Unless the demon was just, it was a taunting and a lie and a play, and that they, when they crossed the barrier, the threshold, they crossed his territory. Yeah. So was the little boy like a territorial thing saying, you stepped into my territory, I'm going to step into your lives. Yeah, possibly. And, and the reason I think that may be true, and listen carefully, you're gonna, this is very interesting. And this is where, if Arnie wouldn't have done what he'd done, I think and Lorraine would have been more successful from the get-go, were that offer not yeah. made from Arnie Johnson. Because remember what they were saying about the Dean, is that he wasn't having as easy hold on the boy. It was like coming and going kind of deal, mm -hmm. and the hold really wasn't yeah. there. Because And that kind of makes sense to the boy, the demon trying to hang around or get in, yeah. but not getting that offer from David. Yeah. But Arnie made the mistake and said, come on in. Yeah. And at that point, the de the demon was allowed to fully take over the vessel. But how did they get it out of him, or did he just leave? Was he exercised? That's what I was trying to find. I guess they finished. I don't know what happened. didn't say anything about the, uh, anywhere, anywhere else. I'm I know, even the documentary. Anything, not, yeah. I'm guessing he had, I guess that part was kept private or whatever. Maybe so. And they some stuff doesn't all get said what happened. But, I mean, also the demon may have done his deed that he chose to do and the demon left. Yeah. On his own accord. Yeah, could be. But I, I just wondered why, you know, you usually have to exercise a demon out of somebody. Not always, though. Not always. And this is why I say, this is why I bring up the idea of the territory. It was like an originally started as an infringement of this demon's territory. Is what it is. It's what I got. I don't know if you, how you feel about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of times, you know, you move into a house 
and you know it's uh, the people who live there uh, you see you know the lighthouse where we live now there's there's some there's some activity oh, here activity everywhere I have activity in my house this lady, the, the, the lady that used to it's live New here Orleans. Used, to, used to bake and sometimes we could smell cookies baking see? that makes sense you know. This, however, what, and this is one of the things, this is why I think sometimes, and I think I might have mentioned this before, and this is kind of one of the, the final things I kind of want to talk about is, I think, and they're not downing certain religions, but in Western culture, we've gotten a little too where we want to make it good and evil, black and white, this or that. Yeah. Whereas I think a lot of certain Eastern cultures, certain ancient, farther ancient cultures, viewed the demons as certain entities to be respected, to respect their space, respect yeah. their territory. And, and if you look at some of these older folklores, there was a different way in which you treated and approached yeah. demons and their zones. Yeah. I think in the Western world, we've gotten this idea where... We've got to send them back to hell. They're not allowed. This, that, or the other. And as we try to make this clear-cut line, and I think that's the problem on our part, is assuming that they have no purpose. Because we're looking at it through that lens of Western, modern Christianity, or whatever way you want to look at it. If you look at more nature-based faiths, we, they, they do view demons in a much different way. And yeah. I think... And demons know that. Demons know if you're infringing on their space. Yeah. So that even lends to the idea... <laughs> was the whole family itself, including the mother, was she infringing when she was bringing in her energy? Because I think that did antagonize the demon. Yeah. Well, I'm that little boy, um, you know, the kids tend to, to explore, and they tend to, to, you know, they play with Ouija boards. Sometimes they don't realize what the Ouija board can do, you know? <laughs> and so, I don't know, it's, um... And kids do, kids also do... The man seems to really normal, and that, that, that does, um, that does justify his case, but, um... I'm just only thing. The only thing I'm kind of curious about is why is whether or not he was exercised. Yeah, I never got a full answer on that either. That's (laughs) the only thing. Other than that, I mean, if any of you do know out there, if y'all do know out there, you have the reason. Let us know for sure. Some of the last places, I don't think it was anything spiritual at all. I think it was just people. No, let's. Well, and I said, well, some of them I said where there could have been, but on this one. I, without a doubt, believe there was. Yeah, because that man didn't hurt anybody else. He didn't do anything to anybody else. You know, he didn't have any other victims or anything like that. So, anyway. And, honestly, I know it seems like, oh, my gosh, y'all may think I'm being down on Christianity. But, actually, if it's you, I'm really actually kind of kind of intrigued by Ed and Lorraine Warren's work. And, uh, I yeah. honestly, and I do believe... I actually have no problem with all religions when it is a personal practice or a framework. It's when you're trying to use it on someone else to harm someone else or proselyze someone else. That's or use it as an excuse to. Uh, so I just wanted to correct that. To hate yeah. someone or yeah. feel any type of, uh, yeah, uh, you know, whim or look down on somebody or anything like so that. So I do respect Ed and Lorraine Warren's work. Yeah, so do I. So anyway, any, we have anything more to add? 
No, okay. and this ends our um, this Devil ends Made our Me Devil Do Made It. Devil Made Me Do It. So series. next week. Next week we start, um, and it should be, ne- we, well, next month is sure. I'm not sure if we're doing one next week or the following week, whatever, but we are. Next gonna, week is next month. Well, next, next month. Thursday. Well, I don't know if we'll be doing one next month because we actually have five weeks, but we only have four regular episodes for the for the uh, True Crime Podcast here. But what we're doing next month, our next series, is actually going to be called Affluent Abductions. Affluent Abductions. Um, Not fluent, it's like fluent kid, in Spanish. Kidnapped right? for ransom. And one of those, well, of course we're doing Patricia Hearst. Well, we're going to start actually with one of the most famous cases that ever rocked, the first one that really rocked to the nation in this idea of kidnapping and ransom. The Lindbergh baby. And we're also going to do... We're going to look at Patty uh, Hearst at a point. We're going to look Paul at Getty. John Gay, And we're going to look at um, Frank Sinatra Jr. Oh, Wow. So next week is the first. We may just do the movie next week and not do a true crime. Right? We haven't decided yet. We haven't decided yet. We'll but... decide, and you guys will be the first to know. Yes. <laughs> so okay, I want to do. We'll take one more, uh, uh, one more opportunity to plug our new podcast, Open Show. This goes to the movies. We just finished Race with the Devil from 1975, starring Warren Oates, Peter Fonda. Loretta Swit and Laura Parker, who any of you Dark Shadows fans out there will know and love as Angelique the Evil Witch. Only she's not the yes. evil witch in this one. <laughs> in this one, she is one of, she's the witch's victim in this one. So you can follow us on Twitter at A Shudders. Our um, Facebook group page is open, the official page for Open Shudders, a creepy podcast. Instagram is at Open Shudders Podcast. I, uh, what else we have? Um, our email is, what is it? <laughs> OpenShutters at Yahoo.com. I'm, having, I'm thinking of the other email. I was getting ready oh, to goodness. give you the email to the other podcast. Oh, I'll wow. add it in as a plug anyway. The other podcast email is MovieShutters at AOL.com. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so uh, we have the Affluent Kidnappings next week. Our movie next week on the movie uh, podcast is going to be, we're going to be covering the TV show Dark Shadows and the movie that it spawned called House of Dark Shadows. Until then, enjoy the view from the open shutters. But don't fall out the window. Goodbye.